We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to It's Okay to Say Gay. I'm your host, Andy Eganthorpe. I don't know if our listeners remember, but in the original trailer for this show, Femi and I lightly touched on our coming out stories. One of the reasons we did this is because coming out is such a major moment for many queer people. It's the moment that we decide to live openly and honestly. Coming out even has its own official day. National Coming Out Day was first observed on October 11, 1988 to commemorate the 1987 National March on Washington for lesbian and gay rights. By 1990, October 11th was officially recognized as National Coming Out Day in all 50 states. I'm so lucky because I never really had to come out to my parents. They always kind of just knew. I began coming out to my friends in middle school, and by the time I was 16, I was fully out to everyone. And then I went to college, and I snagged myself a boyfriend. I never had to sit my folks down. There was no big dramatic moment. I kind of just was who I was and they accepted it. Well, to commemorate National Coming Out Day, I spoke to three queer stand-up comedians about how they came out of the closet and their message to other folks looking to do the same. As you know, coming out is, is it's a constant process. Say hello to Alejandro Morales, a comedian hailing from Philadelphia who was raised in New York's Hudson Valley area. Based on your circumstances, where you're at, are you at home? Is it your family? Are you at work? Is it school? You don't just say it once and then everybody knows. You have to kind of get it out there. So one of the, the people that I had to come out to in my teens was my father, who is a Chilean immigrant who moved to upstate New York in the late 1970s. A very manly man, a machismo kind of guy, like very deep voice, tall dude, scary guy. And I, of course, I, you know, I was, you know, coming into my realization of who I was as a teen. And um, I did it wrong, Andy. I did a bad thing. I used my coming out as a bludgeon to defeat my father during an argument, <laughs> which is not what you're supposed to do. It's not a hammer. <laughs> you but weaponized we were, the coming out. I did. I absolutely did that. I am so toxic going way back to the 90s. <laughs> like, you know, we were butting heads. I was a teenager. I was like 16 and we were having an argument, you know, because he's telling me he's giving me these like hard luck stories about growing up in Chile and growing up poor and all the things he had to overcome, you know, all valid stuff. But then he looks at me and he goes, and what could possibly be so hard about your life? And I was so mad. I was like, oh, do you know what could possibly be so hard about my life, John? <laughs> 
And then I was like, I'm gay. <laughs> and, then, and then I fully, fully ran up the stairs like Stephanie Tanner on Full House, just <laughs> crying and screaming. I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. This is a big house, so it took me a while. I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> and then... And I really, I 1 million percent thought that my father was going to follow me up the stairs like Danny Tanner on Full House, like a sitcom dad, and like come into my room and then we're going to have a heart to heart and like hash it all out. He avoided me for a month. (laughs) He did not know what to do or what to say. (laughs) But (laughs) after that month passed, he like, he came to me. And the first thing he said was, you are my son, and I love you, so I accept you. And then he, uh, and then he was like, who touched you? <laughs> now, all jokes aside, Alejandro's father became one of his biggest supporters. And then once he understood that, he was the most supportive. He was just above and beyond where my mother was very scared. You know, she just did not want me to tell people, not because she was ashamed of me, but because she wanted to protect me and she wanted to protect me from what people would say or think. My father was like, my son is gay. And if you don't like it, you can go F yourself once he came around. So it does have a happy ending on that, (laughs) on that level. Well, I'm a trans woman and, you know, I had known that like I felt some sort of way like this since I was a little old kid. That's Bailey Pope, a New York City based comic who grew up in the suburbs of Los Angeles. I can especially remember being a teenager and like when one of my best friends, Cindy, I would spend so much of my time over at her house and it was just like, she's a real person. And I felt like basically I just wasn't a full real person growing up just because I knew that this one part of me wasn't right. I was scared because I grew up religious. And so I was petrified at the idea of waking up in my 70s someday and not having done it. I mean, that was just the scariest thing I can think about. I just thought like I kind of got like the short end of the stick, basically. All my like cis female friends, I was like, oh, well, you're just one of the lucky ones. Once Bailey was ready to come out as queer, it took her a while to actually own the fact that she's trans. I had actually, I, I came out twice because I like thought about it for a long time. And then I grew up religious. And so my family was really not happy about it. And I basically got nervous and I backtracked. And it was about uh, two years later that I told them, okay, no, like, this is for real. I'm sorry that you feel this way. This is who I am. And it's just like, it's way too much energy to try to do what you want to do with your life when you still don't feel like you're not being a real self. You know, like, you can't really bring 100% of yourself if you're not actually being 100% yourself. Not only did Bailey have to come out twice to her family, but Bailey also had to come out to another important person in her life, her child. So being a mom, being a a trans woman parent is really interesting because first off, young people are are just way more progressive than anybody else. But when I first started talking about coming out for about a year or two prior to actually coming out, I was kind of like more gender fluid. I, I wasn't like very shy about being feminine. And so I think that's just always been sort of a no brainer, I guess, for me and my child's relationship. When Bailey was younger, way before her transition, she became a parent. They called me dad for a good portion of their life. And then for a few months after I came out and everything, like I wanted to like accommodate 
them. And I was just like, part of the reason why it took me so long to, to come out was because I felt like it was going to be a burden on people in my life. So for a while, I was just like, all right, you know what, I'll just deal with being dad. I was just like, this feels weird. And it, and, and it started to feel like an ungenuine relationship or like a way that we were talking. And so I asked their other mom, do you have any problems with me having Hunter call me mom? And so she was just fine with that. Again, still worried about everybody else and not just trying to take care of myself. But I told my kid, like, can you call me mom? And they're like, yeah. Sure. Another interesting aspect of Bailey's relationship with her child. So my kid is non-binary and they use they, them pronouns, which I have jokes about too, because everybody thinks like, okay, queer people are definitely going to make queer kids. And like, I didn't plan this. Queer or not, you can tell that Bailey is a very proud parent. Just raising somebody that's actually such a good person is like wildly satisfying. You can't hide this voice. So no matter who I meet, it's like, surprise, I'm gay. Like, ad nauseum. Like, everyone around me is like, do less. <laughs> meet Corey Saunders, a journalist and a stand-up comic based out of Jersey City, New Jersey. Born and raised just... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Outside of Boston, Corey could never really hide who he was. It's funny because, again, you listen to me and there's, there's no question. No one's like, he could pass. You know what I mean? There's just, no one is is being like, mm, I don't know, he might be into women. Like, that's not a thing. So, you know, I went into high school as this person with this voice and this sense of humor. And, you know, my friends haven't really questioned it because I spent a lot of my time in my high school's had its own public access station. And we did a news broadcast to the entire city daily. And so those were all my friends. There was a lot of overlap in the public access station with the theater kids because of course there was <laughs> and even though Corey could never really hide his gayness an awkward exchange with a fellow theater student pulled him out of the closet unexpectedly fast so you know we're we're at lunch one day and i'm sitting with a bunch of the theater kids some of them are tv kids some of them are just theater kids and this one kid who you know, was in all the plays. He's like this big guy and surprisingly straight. And he'd come up to me and he was just like, are you gay? And I was like, I don't know. This is very aggressive. And he'd be like, well, are you? Because I, I, I think that was a thing back then. This was like 2004, 2005, when it was just like a big deal to be like, oh, so-and-so's gay. You know what I mean? Where people just had to know and you always had to put a label on it. And so he kept asking me, are you gay? Are you gay? Are you gay? And finally, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I guess I haven't really, you know, because you're, you're still young and maybe you haven't, you know, gone down that road yet. So I was just kind of like, yeah. And then I went back to eating my banana with zero irony. Enjoy that visual. <laughs> and although being forced out of the closet was mortifying, it wasn't going to be the last time that he'd feel that way. I had a really big crush when I was in high school on another boy. It was very unrequited because he was very straight. I think part of it was he was just so unabashedly 
himself and he joked around and everyone loved him. And I found that very endearing, right? And then we ended up having this other incident where we had a big party and Mr. Wonderful, the man who I had a crush on, and the rest of the sports crew come and they're all drunk. Next thing I know, the lights go out and L-O-V-E by Nat King Cole starts playing. And when the lights come on, Mr. Wonderful is giving me a lap dance and nothing but his boxers. And as someone coming to terms with their sexuality, a situation like this can cause extreme embarrassment. It was like my carry moment. I stormed out of the house, like blew past my friend's parents. They were like, what's wrong? And I like couldn't say a word to them. I'm storming out of the house. I, I didn't give myself any grace because I was so mortified. I'm like, how could I have let him done that to me? And I broke away from that crew of kids, which was really sad for me because I really love broadcast journalism and making television. So I wasn't as active my senior year. And that affected me. And that took away something that I loved because I didn't want to be around him as much. Support from friends, family, and the community is vital to many LGBTQ plus folks' survival. In fact, the Trevor Project's 2022 National Survey on LGBTQ Youth Mental Health found that 45% of LGBTQ plus youth seriously considered suicide in the past year. It found that queer youth who felt affirmed in school as well as their community reported lower rates of attempted suicide. It also found queer youth who reported high social support from their family attempted suicide at less than half the rate of those with moderate to low social support. And since support is key, I wanted to know from the comics what supportive advice they would relay to younger versions of themselves navigating the coming out process. I understand that it's not an easy process for people and they're scared of people's reactions. I sure as hell was. I wish I had been more willing and more open earlier because I think there are, you know, things I could have experienced that I denied myself out of fear. And that's probably not to get all emotional, but that's probably one of my bigger regrets is that I didn't just go for it. And I didn't just say like, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I want. And, you know, I think there were a lot of missed opportunities when I look back and, you know, there were so many chances to be happy and be in a relationship that would you know, work for me with another man. And I wish I had someone who just said like, listen, do you and we'll, you know, catch you if you fall. And, you know, if people freak out, which they didn't, you know, I, it's, my family was very supportive and protective, but you don't know until you know, right? But I think that, you know, having a confidant and someone in your corner who will allow you to be who you are and go for the things you want, I think that's really important. So part of the coming out process is, being honest, but also kind of protecting yourself and giving yourself some kind of grace to be you and to kind of understand, you know, what these new feelings are. You really have to have or find some kind of support because if you're struggling with it by yourself, it's so hard. You, you can't go it alone. Uh, or if you do, I mean, it's so much harder. Been, I'm 41 now. It's been years and years. And I, I don't know. I, it just, it's bizarre to me because I really thought that I was going to overcome it through the power of Christ. I thought I was going to pray the gay away. I couldn't. I would go to bed praying to God, make me straight, make me straight, make me straight. And I'd wake up the next morning gay. <laughs> Nonetheless. You know, teenage me could look at like the fact that not only did I finally come out and like I'm happy with myself, but like it's allowed me to be a lot more 
confident in everything I do. And the fact that I, I started doing stand up after coming out is kind of a wild thing to think about when there are so many oppositions to queer people and to trans people. And stand up is all about being authentic and being real. And you're kind of just hoping that people can be on your side enough to let you do, you know, what you do on stage as well. So I'm very happy. And I would love to have let teenage me know that like, you'll sort it out. Thank you so much for listening to It's Okay to Say Gay. Special thanks to host and managing producer of podcasts, Famie Redwood. Big thank yous to producer Dempsey Pillot. Tim Scheld is the WCBS News Radio A80 brand manager. Ben Mevrak is the 1010 Wins brand manager. And I'm audio engineer and co-contributor Andy Egenthorpe. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.